0: All right, everybody. Hey, it's uh, Big Daddy. We got another uh, Big Daddy and Friends interview, laugh session, chat session, whatever you want to call it. Uh, It has many names. It has many stories. And, uh, you know, here we tell the story behind. We tell the stories behind the story. So, as promised, I'm always going to bring on people that I know have been there, have done it know what they're talking about, and have the experience. So I'm honored to have this guest. Um, He's a Stanley Cup champion. He played in the league for 15 years, so that should say more than enough. And uh, he's all around a great guy and a dear friend. So everybody,
1: welcome, Dennis Seinberg. What's up, Dennis? What's going on, Rich? Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, of course, of course. So, uh, you know the hockey season just ended Tampa Bay did it again. Um, you know, it's, it's impressive to watch them. I mean, you know, obviously I'm, I may be a little biased because I live in long Island and you know, <laughs> you want to, uh, cheer for the home team, but, uh, you gotta, you know, you gotta take your hats off to them cause they definitely know how to win.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, um, going back to back alone is so impressive. Uh, um, when we won uh, in 2011, uh, we came back to the following season. It was much harder to play against each and every team the whole season because you were the, the, the champion and they wanted to beat you. And uh, we lost the first round against Washington in Game 7 in overtime. So for them to come back, um, play like they did, dominate like they did, uh, and win it again is, is very, very impressive. Now, I, I would say if, um, if we beat um tampa in the, in the conference finals or the islanders i think we would have end up uh ended up winning uh, the stanley cup but again uh there's always uh if you want to win you gotta go through everybody and in the last couple of years it's been uh, the lightning and they've been just a tick uh too strong
0: what is it they say you got to win 16 games to get that lord stanley's cup
1: yeah it's it's a marathon. It's uh, Lots of ups and downs uh, on the way to, to to winning it, and it's a grind. But, uh, again, it's uh, you need some luck along the way, um, but it's a lot of fun uh, if you do end up winning it.
0: So, uh, obviously, I know the history due to our relationship, but, you know, to our listeners and viewers out there, uh, you know, Dennis, you came from Germany, so... Uh, Tell us a little bit about your uh, what started your love for hockey
1: and who was your favorite player as a youth. Well, um, I came from a little town in, in Germany called uh, Fillingen Schwening, and it's in the Black Forest uh, of Germany. Uh, <laughs> it's repeat, a small
0: town. Uh, uh, I got to re- uh, imagine me trying to repeat that again. <laughs> <laughs> it's not.
1: I mean, Fillingen Schwening. It's not too hard, but I understand it's tough uh, for an American to say. Anyway, so um, they had a professional team in the first league, um, so hockey was somewhat uh, bigger in that area, uh, although hockey as a whole in Germany is not a huge sport, um, so I um, got dragged to the, to the rink a few times uh, by my mom um, to take skating lessons and as well as my dad taking care as a physical therapist for the team back then. So. Uh, I, I got to spend some time at the rink and decided I wanted to start uh, playing or try, at least trying to play some hockey and I uh, ended up liking it. Um, and uh, the rest was history. <laughs> I, 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 did, I did play tennis quite a bit um, parallel to, um, to uh, playing hockey until I was 16, 17. I was pretty good at it as well. At some point, I actually had to make a decision whether I was going to go with tennis or hockey. Um, I obviously ended up uh, choosing hockey, which uh, wasn't the worst uh, decision to, uh, to have made back then.
0: That's like me growing up as a kid, um, playing soccer, playing football. Obviously, I got forced to <laughs> go in the one direction compared to the other direction. But uh, I mean, not that I was good at soccer, but uh, it was kind of funny. You, you start off with all these kids and all of a sudden... You start noticing weight gain, height gain, and dude, you don't look like a soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hand in the ground and go after somebody. That's but, good. Uh, That's good. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, so who's your favorite player as a kid? Like, you know, oh, there we go.
1: Yeah, I forgot to answer that question. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, <clears throat> the, the town had a team, a professional team back then, they, they had lots of imports, Canadian guys mostly, and um, there was like. I mean, they were Canadians and I was admiring them. I, th- those were the teams uh, the team that I watched, um, you probably don't know the names. Uh, there were uh, Grant Martin, Wally Schreiber, there were imports back then, they were dominant in the league. Mm-hmm. And I was just uh, a fan of theirs and just uh, loved watching them. Uh, so, uh, I, do, I did hear about or watch a little bit uh, about Wayne Gretzky and Mario Lemieux and those guys. But uh, back then, there was only once a week that a summary about the NHL, off the NHL. So it was, uh, it was more me following the German league and the hometown team than, uh, than the NHL back then.
0: Got it. And then you have a brother that also plays too, right?
1: Yes, he plays uh, for the uh, Red Bull Munich. Um, he won the silver medal three years ago for Germany in the Olympics. Um, mm-hmm. The NHL guys weren't allowed to take part in, in that uh, uh, in that tournament so they took their chance and and went all the way into the final almost and all almost ended up winning the gold but uh, ended up losing in, in overtime against the Russians
0: oh wow oh, yeah. that's uh, that's exciting stuff you know um, you know obviously I had the good fortune of uh, celebrating with you when you won the cup in 2011 uh, I think uh, I'll, I'll never forget my my uh, my overnight trip to Atlantic City was a very fun, tiresome evening. But uh, thank you for that opportunity. And uh, I did get to go see you play up in Boston, so that was cool. Uh, wow. and, and, you know, that was exciting, too, man. It's, that place was lit up like a Christmas tree and loud as could be. And, uh, you know, it's been a while since I've seen anything like that. Um, obviously, last year we didn't get to go to any games, but uh, – Hopefully this year it all turns around and uh, we'll see what happens there. You know. Now uh, getting back to Tampa, I should have asked this before, but what makes them so good? You know, if you had to give and and give the re, you know, give it uh, give it the fourth grader version. And what I mean by that is so that if anyone who doesn't understand hockey or just gets it a little bit has an idea of what you're trying to say.
1: All right. Um, So Tampa, the way they're set up, they have uh, two very good offensive lines, like very powerful, very skilled. Um, The names, I don't know if I can even uh, uh, um, get them all together, but it's obviously Stamkos, Point, uh, Killorn, um, uh, Kucherov, um, Palat, like all those guys, they're very, very good offensively. They can, they can score, they can score a lot and that's what they've been doing the last couple of years. On top of that, they have a third line that's uh, still very capable of scoring as well as playing very well uh, defensively, mostly against the first line of the other team, which is uh, Coleman, um, uh, the, the kid that went to uh, Seattle. Anyways, they're very, very good skaters, uh, play yeah. with a lot of energy and just are very good defensively. And then uh, they got another another line, a fourth line that's, um, like most of the lines, just bring a lot of energy. They play with uh, lots of uh, physicality. And all that together um, just makes it very, very hard to play against. Um, um, and then, I mean, I forgot the defense, too. I mean, they have a great mix as well between uh, physicality with uh, McDonough. Yeah. Uh, a great number one defenseman in headman um he's so amazing staff. Staff. yeah he's amazing he's
0: oh, amazing. amazing i mean watching him you know being as big as he is and and like you know you don't really he rarely makes a mistake
1: well and if he does he just gets back he's such yeah, a yeah. skater he just outskates everybody he's uh he flies over the ice he's uh his wingspan is uh just about as as long as as uh Z sitting on charis and uh <laughs> To have a guy like that um, as a back as a, as a backbone of your team uh, makes you that much stronger. And I think uh, a kind of combination between a really strong defense that can play offense and an offense that can score on top of playing well defensively makes them very, very hard to beat. And uh, I'm sure they're going to be really good again, although they lost a few guys for next year. But I'm sure they're going to be good uh, next year as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... That's, it was so impressive. Again, uh, kudos to them. And, you know, uh, Coach Cooper, you know, he just got uh, – he was just told he's coaching Team Canada in the Olympics. So, you know, I he – yeah, I'm, I'm sure
1: I, you know him from, he went to college here, didn't he? So, I'm sure you yeah, met him. Yeah, he went away. right here.
0: Yeah, he went to Hofstra, you yeah. know. And, uh, you know, you cheer for him being a, uh, a local guy. And I'm sure he gets a chuckle when he comes back here all the time because – you know, the the uh, Coliseum being right across the street from Hofstra must bring back a lot of memories for him,
1: you know. Sure. Is he, is he from this area or? Um, no,
0: I don't think he's from here, but he went to school here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and he was a lacrosse player, which lacrosse is big in Canada. Oh, especially huge, in oh,
1: and huge here too as well. Yeah. Probably the best in the country, I would say, right? You would know yeah. better than I do, but.
0: I would say, you know, here in Long Island, I mean, you know, where you live, man, those guys are born with. It's like hockey players; they're born with. <laughs> their hands, you know, at four years old, you ride down uh, Stewart Avenue over there, and you see all these little kids. There's uh, hundreds of them with lacrosse sticks in their hands. Uh, so, so it's uh, it's interesting, and uh, and you know, good for him because I've got I've had the chance to meet him, and he's a good man, and. And he deserves everything he gets. I mean, he's not—you know—he doesn't fly off the handle, or you know, really. Uh, you know, I know the players respect him, and obviously, they gotta love him because he knows how to knows how to steer the ship. You know, so so um, now you're in coaching. Let's tell everybody what you got going on, because and before you start, it's funny. I had Barry Trotz on this show, and uh, and we talked offline, and we talked about you and. And he said, you're going to make a hell of a coach. And and I was like, wow, okay. I didn't know Dennis was thinking of coaching or, you know. Again, I didn't know, so it was kind of caught me by off guard. But he was uh, – you know, I, you have that mentorship deal going on, if you know what I mean. You know, it's – you can teach the young guys, you know, how to play. I mean, you have all the experience in the world. You've won a Stanley Cup. You've played overseas. I mean – you can't buy that kind of experience.
1: Yeah, uh, that's, that's nice to hear from from a coach like that. Um, although I'm not sure if I'm ready for coaching yet or if I'm ever gonna be. It's, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure Barry told you the hours they put in into doing the job. Um, they get into the office really early, watch video, get prepared for every single opponent. And uh, it's, it's just a lot of work and I have three kids. So we have three kids here at home. They still need a lot of attention they need people uh, to drive them around from one sport to the other, which I'm doing these days and I enjoy. So as of now, I'm, I'm not ready um, uh, to do um, the coaching uh, a job, but uh, who knows in the future, you can never say never. Uh, but as of now, I got a small role with them. I take the injured guys out on the ice and, and get them ready to join the uh, um, the team again um, to get back into the lineup. So, it keeps me busy, um, uh, keeps me in the game, and, and I enjoy it. I'm grateful for Lou um, to give me an opportunity to stay around. And, uh, again, it's, it's it's a nice uh, thing to still be at the rink every day, and, and I enjoy it.
0: You know, it's uh, the other day or two days ago, the uh, Hall of Fame for the NFL was, uh, you know, was being presented and whatnot, and uh, I didn't have the chance to get out there, but I had two guys that went in. And uh but the one speech that really uh, caught my eye was Jimmy Johnson you know the old Dallas cowboy no. and he talked about family and coaching and how he ne- he never saw any of his kids high school football games because he worked so hard and and you know he apologized and and now you know they have a great relationship him and his two sons and and uh, so I know I – know, and my youngest brother is a football coach with the Buffalo Bills, and I know the hours he puts in. I mean, he's 5 a.m., and, you know, sometimes he's, these guys, they sleep in their offices. That's how bad it gets, you know. But, uh, listen, you want to win that brass ring, you know, you got to – every little bit helps or counts, so to speak. Yes.
1: I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo seems like they're pretty close this, uh, oh, last year they were pretty good
0: Yeah. so yeah, they're that... really
1: getting better with uh, Alan getting lo- older and more experienced and all that stuff so it'll be interesting but going back to coaching I think uh, football coaches is a different animal than hockey I mean those guys like you said they sleep in their office and uh, <laughs> hockey is not cho- quite as bad um, and again it's uh, the kids only grow up once and you want to spend as much time if you can and that's what I'm trying to do right
0: now. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's great and honorable at the same time. So now, obviously, we dealt with coronavirus and COVID and all that. Um, do you think amongst players, is it uh, – a guys nervous about, you know, getting vaccinated or not being vaccinated? I know that's a big deal right now. And it, it just hasn't hit hockey yet because you guys don't start till September. But – Right now with football, you got coaches and players that are, you know, hey, I don't want to get vaccinated, this, that, you know, all these things. I mean, do you – what's your feeling on that?
1: I think for the most part, uh, most of the guys and most of the teams have uh, the majority of their teams vaccinated. And I'm sure every team has their their guys that are not uh, in favor of getting it or they have their own reasons for not getting it, uh, which is fine. I think everybody should have their own – choice whether they want to get vaccinated or not, uh, I'm sure they have their reasons for it. But uh, I think in hockey it will go over smooth. Um, I think, like you said, they haven't started yet, but at, at the end of last season, the majority of all the teams that were still playing were uh, pretty much, I think, I, I don't want to say a percentage, but mostly all the teams uh, had it and they were. the percentage was pretty high, I want to say. But I don't think it will be a big problem. Uh, and who knows what uh, the NHL is going to come out with, uh, the, the ruling. Like you said, the NFL, if they're going to do that or if they're going to just uh, take a step back and let everybody else uh, make their own choice. So it'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah. Who do you think right now is the best young NHL player?
1: Um, best young NHL player? Um, what, what do you consider young? Like rookie or a couple of three years? Uh,
0: Yeah, you know, two or three years. You know, not a rookie, but a two or three year guy. I mean, I mean
1: if you say three years, uh, Barzell is still uh, part of it. I think he's definitely up there. Um, you can uh, pick uh, Tim Stutzler, the guy from, from Germany that was picked number two for Ottawa. He's very explosive offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, you go with Kaprizov in Minnesota. There's like a handful of guys you can, uh, uh, you can pick. Um, I think even Fox only played uh, three years, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. Adam Fox for the Rangers, yeah, yeah,
0: so, yeah. yeah. So, and you won the
1: Norris Trophy, so I mean, if if you go up to three years, then I definitely put, would pick him, um, just because how how well he played last year, how experienced he is, how re- or plays already at that age, and winning the Norris Trophy um, just says it all how good he's been and how how good he's going to be uh, going forward.
0: So here's an advice question. You played 15 seasons. You're you're in a room with five rookies. What do you tell those five rookies on how they can play 15 seasons?
1: <laughs> you know what? Um, I think it's all about consistency. It's about uh, being crazy enough to wanting to play that long. <laughs> and. Uh, uh, you just have to love the game you have to uh, stay in the moment you can't really worry too much uh, what's what what happened in the past you know you can't worry too much what's going to happen in the future so it's all about uh staying in the moment and enjoying uh as much as you can uh, along the way and again stay humble and and uh, uh keep your goals in mind well
0: you know um obviously I'm a big hockey fan. And, uh, you know, it's I, I always tell people all the time when they ask me, why is a football guy in hockey? And I always tell the story. I started in hockey first. And then, you know, even though I had a football background, went into into uh, into football. But hockey's where I got my break. And, uh, you know, I started working with hockey players and, and so on and so on. And I've had the great fortune of, you know, drinking out of Stanley Cups all over the place. And, you know, and uh, I still think, and, you know, some football guys can give me flack about this. And, you know, I work with all four sports. I think hockey players are always the best. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, and I'll take it on the chin. I'm big enough. I got big shoulders. So it's uh, (laughs) it's just, you know, you develop relationships that go in with hockey players that most of the time go even further than when guys are, you know, after they're done playing, you know, you, you, you know, I, I keep in touch with a lot of guys. I mean, I got guys that live all the way up in Seattle, you know, that I still talk to and, you know, I get an email or, or I get the old, Hey, big daddy, can I get to a Seahawks game? Can you hook me up? You know, something like that, (laughs) you know, those things always, and look, that's part of the deal. You know, it's, uh, you know, when you know uh, when you know people in the right places, it's you. You shouldn't be afraid to share those people when it's good people. You know, when it's not someone taking advantage or, sure. or using it for wrongdoings and whatnot. But uh, you know, that's uh, that's that's how I feel about that. So now, here comes the fun, exciting part. Now I hand the mic over to you. Oh, and you basically ask me a question. You know, maybe there's something you want to know
1: you don't know. Go ahead. The mic is yours. Well, like I said before, it's. Uh, I mean, I've known you for a long time now. I want to say twenty years. Yeah. Um, wow. and it always amazes me your network. How many people you know? It's insane. <laughs> 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 I mean, everywhere you go, somehow through somebody knows you, and it's it's just uh, amazes me. And uh, how do you? How did you build that network? How did you get to know so many people all over the country and now maybe in the world? So it's it's something uh, very impressive.
0: Well, you know what? It's you know you meet some you meet one person. like I had my I always tell people my network was built as a kid and what I mean by that was uh, being that I grew up in football. I have friends of mine that were equipment managers at the Jets. And this is—I'm talking like the '70s all the way up through '90s—and yeah. those people, they all advanced and went to different places. So here's a guy that was a ball boy; now he's at Nike Football. Here's another—you know—and uh, here's another guy that was a equipment manager; he became vice president of the NFL team. And, oh, wow. and, and and guys moved around and along and. And then you, uh, when you start working with prominent players, you know, obviously I stick out in a lot of areas because either I look like a bouncer or a football player. You know, So, <laughs> so people are like, hey, who is that guy? You know, like, what's his deal? And, and, and basically, by being able to do what I say I can do, I think people respect you for that. There's times when, let's say, you know, you might ask me for something, you know, a favor or something, and I'll be the first one, either I can do it, Dennis, or I'll find somebody that can do it, you know? It's just like when we talked the other day, you were out in Vegas, had I known, then, you know, boom, I would have made one call, and you would have been like that, (laughs) But, and that's a relationship I have with someone out there that I knew from New York that moved out there, and now, you know, they're running a show. And, and it's always difficult to remember names and whatnot. You know, I in my phone alone, I've got about 4,000 contacts, you know, and it's a nightmare when the phone goes down because to get those names transferred, it takes like a year and a day. It doesn't happen like this.
1: I'm sure you it know, does.
0: You no, know, and it's, it's a pain. But, uh, again, I think it's being able to, you know, respect people and not take advantage of their time, and respect their privacy. And again, always, uh, you know, keep your word. Do what you, you know, if I am going to do something, I'll, and if I say I am going to do it, I do it. And if I can't, I can't, or let me find someone that can help you do it. I think that's how really I've built a network, you know. And then surrounding myself with people like you and others that, you know, know me and aren't afraid to say a good word. You know, that I think that's what helps build build a network. Uh-huh. Help me with my network. And uh, what are you up to now?
1: Well, um, these days I still have a small role with the Islanders. I take the injured guys on the ice, uh, get them ready to go back or back to join the, the team for full practices. And uh, that's uh, I'm thankful uh, to Lou that he lets me um, still be part of it, still come to the rink every day and, and just enjoy uh, still living the life of an NHL (laughs) hockey player, or being at least part-time part of it. Um, But it also allows me to um, be with the kids in the afternoons, um, drive them to all different kind of uh, um, athletics in the afternoon. Um, Because my wife, these days, she's running a store. It's off clothing in Greenvale. And uh, it's a great store for men and women. She loves doing it. She she works uh, way too much, in my opinion. (laughs) <laughs> it stresses it out her way too much but she loves what she does and she's uh doing a really good job and uh i'm proud of her
0: i can say i've been there it's a beautiful store i've uh i've shopped there uh not for me of course because it's a little difficult with my well, although i am down now i have <laughs> lost about 75 pounds since last august oh so, that's good well, awesome yeah, so uh but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's incredible uh, selection of things that she has. And uh, I recommend that uh, everyone go out and see Rebecca. And, uh, you know, we'll make fun of her at the same time. I always joke around and say, you know, it's great to be the owner, but she does a great job modeling the stuff, too. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's you know usually, uh it doesn't work that way, but boy, it's uh you really want to get an idea of all you women out there. go out there and check out rebecca she she not only speaks
1: it, she wears it, so boy, you know, trust okay. me, I know I see it every day in the closet uh yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh Rebecca will be grabbing me by the ear, probably. Big Daddy. You overextended yourself a little bit and we're going to have to talk about this, but listen, Offsides. It's a great store in Greenville, Long Island. Get there and uh, the selection's incredible and uh, tell everybody when you walk in there that you know Dennis and Dennis sent you.
1: (laughs) There we go. She'll be happy.
0: (laughs) So uh, that's great. I want to say thank you very much for coming on and uh, you know we'll catch up and uh, we'll grab some coffee and a cannoli soon. Uh, I got a great bakery to take you over to, like I mentioned a while ago. But uh, for everyone out there, until next time, uh, it's Big Daddy, and we'll see you guys soon on Big Daddy and Friends.